Welcome to another Spanish Obsessed Beginners Podcast. In this podcast, we teach you bite-sized Spanish tidbits that will help you along your Spanish journey. This podcast is not a fully structured course, but more something you can dip in and out of. I'm Rob, and I'm one half of Spanish Obsessed, alongside Liz, who unfortunately won't be joining us in this episode. So you're stuck with me. And speaking of fully structured courses, which this is not, we have just built one. It's called Foundations One, and it comes out on Friday the 1st of September, that's this year, 2023, so it's most likely already out for you future listeners. Foundations One is an interactive video course where we take you from zero towards A2, pre-intermediate, in a structured way, building a strong foundation Spanish, which is why we called it Foundations. It's ideal for complete beginners or if you want to go back and rework some of the fundamentals which you feel you might have missed. Foundations 1 will be part of a series of courses, which we'll call Foundations, which will form the backbone of how we teach Spanish at Spanish Obsessed. Foundations 1 will be, or already is, available for pro members. So if you're interested, head over to SpanishObsessed.com and click on the Go Pro button for more details, or to find out more about this specific course, it's SpanishObsessed.com forward slash foundations dash one. And I'll include a link in the show notes. Okay, in this episode, I'm going to explore two slightly confusing verbs for us learners. And that's saber and conocer. So why are they difficult? Well, they're both irregular, like so many of the most common verbs in Spanish. But what's more difficult, though, is that they both mean to know. And this is the case for so many words in Spanish where our simple English translation just doesn't tell the full story. So we're going to deep dive into each of these words. I'll give you a refresher of the conjugations and then we'll talk about the uses or the meaning and how they differ. I'll give you some of my favorite phrases that I'd recommend memorizing and we'll finish with a little quiz for you to practice using these verbs. Let's start with saber. So in the present tense, all of the conjugations are regular except the yo form. And this is often the case for Spanish irregular verbs. For some reason, it's always the yo form, or usually the yo form, that's most irregular. So in the case of saber, it's not yo sabo, that just doesn't work, but it's yo se. Yo se. Two letters, S and an accented E. So that's an E with a little line above it. Yo se. I know. And all of the remaining conjugations, those are normal. So that's tú sabes, él, ella, usted, sabe, nosotros, sabemos, and note the stress there, sabemos, ustedes saben, and if you're in Spain, vosotros sabéis. So that's for the present tense, and I'm not going to run through all of the conjugations and all of the tenses because, let's be honest, that would be very boring. But saber is also irregular in the past tense, and we'll see that with one of the phrases that I teach you later on. So what does saber mean? Well, as I said, it translates as to know. And it means to know in terms of knowledge. I'm talking about knowing facts, figures, and information. So it's kind of like, you know, when you ask someone, do you know what the square root of 64 is? It's eight, and the, and the answer is either like, well, you do know or you don't know. It's yes or no. Or maybe another example. You could say, do you know where Columbia is? And again, you either do or you don't know it. And it's, it's like it's some information, some kind of shallow surface level information which you have stored in your brain. 
So you could think of it as like a shallow knowledge, which you can answer with a yes or a no. So let's take a couple of examples in Spanish. ¿Sabes dónde está el banco? ¿Sabes dónde está el banco? That means, do you know where the bank is? ¿Sabes dónde está el banco? So, with this one, the answer is well, either yes or no. You do or you don't know. And then, I guess, hopefully some, some information about where it is. Next example. ¿Sabes hacerlo? ¿Sabes hacerlo? Do you know how to do it? And again, this question is referring to knowledge of a thing, of doing it. And the answer is kind of either yes or no, I do or I don't know how to do it. One more example. Sé tocar el piano muy bien. Sé tocar el piano muy bien. I know how to play the piano or I can play the piano very well. So notice that in English we say I know how to do something. In the last two phrases we heard, we omitted that in Spanish. It was just, I know to do something. Sabes hacerlo. Sé tocar el piano. And remember, with instruments, we touch them in Spanish. We don't play them. We wouldn't say, sé jugar la guitarra, but sé tocar la guitarra. Tocar meaning to touch or to play an instrument. Okay, so that's saber. Again, think of it as shallow knowledge or something you could answer with yes or no. That gives you a sense of how it's used and we'll contrast it with conocer in a minute. But first, here are some of my favorite phrases using saber. You could memorize these, which is what I did when I first heard them, and then you can slip them into conversations really easily and they'll make you sound really advanced in your speaking. The first phrase is lo sé. O no lo sé. Lo sé o no lo sé. Okay, so this one's not very advanced and it means I know, lo sé, and I don't know, no lo sé. And of course, it's very common and is the basic way of saying whether you know something, remember kind of facts, information, surface knowledge, or not. Lo sé, no lo sé. Next phrase. Para que sepas. Para que sepas. So this one is definitely more advanced and it means so that you know. In the sense of I want you to know just so you know something. And it's a more advanced phrase because we're using the subjunctive form of saber here. And you don't need to worry about what that is right now. You don't, know, you don't need to know how to form it. Just learn the phrase as is and then you can slip it into your conversations. So I want you to notice the pronunciation which you might hear in faster spoken Spanish. So instead of saying para que sepas with each word separated like that, you'd probably hear it as pa que sepas. Pa que sepas. So that para becomes pa. Pa que sepas. For example, mis padres vienen a visitar mañana. Pa que sepas. Mis padres vienen a visitar mañana. Para que sepas. My parents are coming to visit tomorrow, so you know. Para que sepas, nunca te quise hacer daño. Para que sepas, nunca te quise hacer daño. Just so you know, I never meant to do you harm. That last one's a bit dark, but hopefully an illustration of how to use this phrase. 
And the final phrase with saber, which I really like, is de haber sabido. De haber sabido. So this means if only I'd known. And it's literally to have known. De haber sabido. And is a pretty weird tense. It's the present perfect tense. But again, like the last phrase, you don't need to worry about the grammar here. It's just a great set expression which you can learn and put into your conversations. Ay, ¿por qué no me contaste antes de haber sabido? ¿Por qué no me contaste antes de haber sabido? Ah, why didn't you tell me before? ¿Por qué no me contaste? Why didn't you tell me antes, before? De haber sabido. If only I'd known. De haber sabido. Okay, let's move on to conocer. And again, it's an irregular verb, but it's not very irregular. This one introduces a new letter, again, in the your form. And what we do is, instead of following the normal rules for conocer, which would be yo conozco, that doesn't work. It's yo conozco. Yo conozco. Or if you're in Spain, they'd lisp that yo conozco. So we slip in, that's the letter Z or Z, before the C. C-O-N-O-Z-C-O. Conozco. And otherwise, it's regular in the other conjugations. So, tú conoces, él conoces, nosotros conocemos, and so on. So, what's the main difference between saber and conocer? Whereas you could think of saber as about superficial knowledge of facts and information, conocer is all about knowing in depth. You could think of it as no. I don't want to shout, but know in capital letters. So when you really know something in depth. Let's take a couple of examples, try and illustrate that a bit better for you. El profesor conoce bien su oficio. El profesor conoce bien su oficio. That means the teacher knows his or her trade well. El profesor conoce bien su oficio. Oficio, in this case, means trade. Ella conoce muy bien esa película. Ella conoce muy bien esa película. She knows that film really well. So, in both of these examples, there's an emphasis on the depth of knowledge, of being really familiar with something. In the second example, Ella conoce muy bien esa película, we're kind of saying she knows the film, She's really she knows it really well, she knows it inside out. If we used saber in this case, that would more imply like, well, have you heard of the film? So you could say something like, sabes de esa película? Like, do you, do you know of that film? Have you heard of that film? And that's more like a, do you know it exists? Again, going back to that yes or no situation, that shallow knowledge with saber. So conocer is know in more depth to be really familiar with. But we also use conocer with people, and we cannot use saber with people. When we use conocer with people, we use that to say that we know someone or that we've met someone. Conozco muy bien a mi esposa. Conozco muy bien a mi esposa. I know my wife really well. Another example. Conocí a mi esposa hace muchos años. Conocí a mi esposa hace muchos años. I met my wife many years ago. So notice with both of these examples, we've got an additional letter. It's conocer a. 
So this a is called the personal a, and we always use it when the object of a verb is a person. So it's conocer a una persona. So that gives you an idea of how conocer is used and contrasts with saber. So conocer, to know in depth, to be really familiar with, or we use it to say we know a person or we've met a person. Saber implies that more shallow knowledge of facts, information, more kind of what I call yes-no knowledge. So let's try a short exercise. I'll give you an English phrase and I want you to try translating it to Spanish and decide whether to use saber or conocer in each case. Do you know Juan? So in this case, I would say, ¿Conoces a Juan? ¿Conoces a Juan? Because we're talking about knowing a person, so we use the verb conocer. And remember, with people, we always use conocer a. ¿Conoces a Juan? Next one. Do you know Bogotá? ¿Conoces Bogotá? ¿Conoces Bogotá? So the question here implies knowing something in more depth. Like, do you know Bogotá? Are you, are you familiar with it? And that's why we use the verb conocer. And in this case, it's not conocer a because we're not talking about a person, but a place. So it's conoces Bogotá. Do you know where Bogotá is? ¿Sabes dónde está Bogotá? ¿Sabes dónde está Bogotá? So in this case, it's really just that surface level, yes, no type knowledge. So we use the verb saber. ¿Sabes? ¿Sabes dónde está Bogotá? You don't know anything. Tú no sabes nada. No sabes nada. And don't forget, we can either include the tú, the pronoun, or omit it. So, tú no sabes nada, or just no sabes nada. So, why do we use saber here? Well, when we say you don't know anything, the anything here kind of replies to general information, right? So, that's why we use the verb saber. Okay, final phrase. When did you first know, or when did you first find out? ¿Cuándo supiste por primera vez? ¿Cuándo supiste por primera vez? Again, because we're talking about a yes or no type of information, we use the verb saber. Getting a bit more advanced here, we're talking about a specific point of finding out in the past, and that's why we use the preterite tense. That's the supiste. And as I said, saber is irregular in the past, so it's supiste here. Okay, this one was tough, um, but this is another of those phrases where, you know, you don't really need to worry about the grammar at this point, but you could commit this phrase to memory, cuando supiste por primera vez, and you could start using it without really having to know the grammar behind it. And again, it's going to help to enhance your conversations and really make you sound more advanced and more fluent than you probably are. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. Gracias por escuchar. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next one. Adios.